When my family moved to Tampa, I was going into the fourth grade, and I soon discovered that there were lots of different children that lived on our street, and I was so excited to see who I was going to play with. I was drawn to Paul Swatowski across the street. He was three years older than me, and he was kind enough to let me shoot baskets with him in his driveway. Down the street was Jamie Chimino. He was a super cool kid in my grade, and he would let me play real-life G.I. Joe in the backyard with all of him and his boyfriends. Whenever I fell or got hurt, even if I was like bleeding somewhere and I didn't cry, they would say, you're so tough for a girl. And they called me a tomboy. Crying is something that in our society, there are lots of labels that get associated with it. Y'all think of this through with me. Look at this um, cartoon from Charlie Brown. Women shouldn't be the only ones to cry, Lucy says. Men should realize that it's all right for them to cry too. Then Charlie begins to cry. And then she proclaims to him, first you have to have something happen. <laughs> when you are young, if you cry too easily or too much, you are called a crybaby. If you get your feelings hurt in elementary school too often at the parent-teacher conference, the teacher tells you your child is so sensitive. If you cry as a teenager, you are emotional or melodramatic or just trying to get attention. But then it doesn't stop there. As we move into adulthood, we realize that women are not supposed to cry at work. Because if they do, mm, they are weak and they are led by their emotions. But actually, a woman is supposed to cry at certain times, like at her engagement or at her daughter's wedding or son's wedding. And then it's like all the girlfriends can join in and it becomes this perfect Instagram moment. Men are never supposed to cry. Except when they're saying their vows at their wedding and then it's the sweetest thing that anyone ever saw. And they're giving, if they're giving a eulogy at their dad's funeral... They're allowed to cry, but then they have to say, I'm sorry, when they start crying. As if they've done something wrong before the whole congregation. Since crying has so much opinion tied up in it, I just was curious to see what was its role in Scripture. And so I did a little study of crying throughout Scripture, and there's a couple things that I observed. First, we find out in the book of Genesis that God is creator, and God created all of us, all of humanity, and for some reason, God created humans with the ability to cry. And so it must have purpose, and it turns out it does. Science tells us that there are three different types of tears. The first two we share in common with, with our pets or with certain animals, and, and that's just to cleanse out our eyes or, or to get rid of debris that are in our eyes. But the third type of tear is called an emotional tear. You, you know what it is, like you are watching this Hallmark commercial and for some reason something connects to this, this emotional being within you and you are crying. That tears have some, they tell us something. And it turns out that this type of crying actually produces these feel-good hormones called endorphins. 
Have you ever had like a good cry? Some might say like a cathartic cry. And then after you have that session, all of a sudden you feel better, even though nothing changed about your situation. What if God created humans with the ability to cry so that it would help us when we are going through times of pain and suffering? Second, in scripture, lots of people cry. Regardless of their gender, of their age, or their stage, or their leadership position. So when Esau is reunited with his brother, he cries. When Joseph realizes the betrayal of his family, he cries. We see little baby Moses is crying in the basket as he is going along the river. And then we have the New Testament. We have Mary crying at Jesus' feet and weeping, wiping his feet with her hair. And there's a scripture that Melania just read. When Jesus sees the grief of his friends, Mary and Martha, he is moved into his very bowels and he weeps. Third, in scripture, when a person cries, it is never given a label. There is no connotation given to the person who cries. Nowhere in scripture is someone crying and then someone yells out, Stop crying. Don't be such a crybaby. And when Jesus weeps in that setting, it's not like one of his disciples elbows him and says, hey, better not do that. It'll make you look weak. Crying is an emotion. Crying is a response to an emotion. And we know that these are God-given. So I want us to consider reframing what we think all those labels are about tears and crying and public or in private, and reframe it. What if crying is a gift from God? What if crying is actually an indicator of pain or suffering to the people around us? What if crying is a response that reveals to you, oh my gosh, I have a deeper connection than I realized when I find out that my, one of my pastors is leaving. What if crying is something that reveals the depth of a connection that you have made to someone that you didn't realize. Hear this. If something happens in your life that makes you want to cry, this is what scripture models. Go ahead and cry. And as I reflect on the past 18 months, I realize that there have been so many disappointments for all of us. So many things we missed out on. So many things to grieve. There is so much to process. I don't know about you, but I had set up that I would begin grieving that when things got back to normal. Then I'll have time. And yet, since, since the vaccine, and most of us have some normalcy. We're back in our offices, back to our commutes, back to traveling, seeing family, going out to eat as if it was nothing. We are suddenly going back at 120 miles per hour. And there is no space created for us to be able to grieve all that the pandemic took from us. I bet some of you are as good at me at compartmentalizing, compartmentalizing the painful things of life. And so it's easy, oh, we'll just pocket that away till later. But you and I both know up here that when we stuff things down, it eventually will come out and it will not look pretty. This is evident this is the thing that God calls us to a different way. And this is evident in the fact that all throughout scripture, God's people lament. They actually come before God often and they cry and lament 
and grieve and wail, and it is accepted, and it is okay. And we too, as people of God, we need to lament what we have lost. To help us see that today, we are going to look to the wisdom of the 40th Psalm. Here now again, the word of our Lord. I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and he heard my cry. He drew me up from the desolate pit out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. And then verse down to, jump down to verse 13 of that psalm. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let all those be put to shame and confusion who seek to snatch away my life. Let those be turned back and brought to dishonor who desire my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame. Those who say to me, aha, aha. But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually, great is the Lord. As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, O oh my God. When you look at the beginning of this psalm, it becomes evident that this is someone who is writing, reflecting back on a very dark and lonely time in his life. Looking at the scripture again, he says, I waited patiently for the Lord, but we're not told how long he waited. We all know waiting is never as short of, as any of us want it to be. I wonder how long he cried before he, before he felt that God had actually heard him. Do any of us feel like it was forever before God heard our cry? Or maybe even now you're still waiting for God to hear your cry? I don't want us to miss the importance of that middle verse up here. He says, he drew me up from the desolate pit out of the miry bog. The psalmist waits for God from a place where he felt he had no one to turn to. A desolate pit, totally alone. A place where not only was the future bleak, but he couldn't even see well in the present. A place where it felt like there were forces that were pushing against him, keeping him down as if his feet were stuck in a miry bog. When I consider this place, all I picture is a man weeping, begging God to be anywhere but here. I imagine many of us have had moments like this in the past 18 months. You know, I am so glad that this is, exists in our scripture. I'm so glad that we have a scripture that actually reflects real life and it's not just all butterflies. After the psalmist has had a good cry, it says this, it says, he set my feet up on secure ground. And then for the next 10 verses, I didn't read them because it's almost irritating. For the next 10 verses, he talks about how present God is. He says things like, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Nothing compares with you. When someone tells me about their, their deep, dark time and then quickly moves into, but everything is fine now, I get frustrated because seasons of life do not move that quickly for me. But as we keep reading, much like that psalm that Kyle preached on two weeks ago, 
there is a sudden shift. He says, deliver me, help me from those who try to snatch my life away, from those who intend to hurt me. People are shouting at me, aha, aha. But at this point, <laughs> I have to ask, wait, didn't God just hear him cry and lift him up from the pit? It's only been 10 verses and he's already in a pit again. Have y'all had that happen where you go through this, this rough season of life and you finally get to the place where you can take a breath and then before you know it, another disaster happens in your life or in the life of a loved one. The psalmist closes his lament like this. He says, as for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes thought for me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. You see, as much as I wish this is not how the psalmist wrote it, I'm so glad that this is how the psalmist experienced life. He is once again having to wait. He is once again asking for help and deliverance from the only one that can provide it. He is once again crying out to God that he feels less than. And he is once again affirming his great belief that it is only God who can deliver him from this place. And also aware that that deliverance is not going to come in his own time. Simply it would be like this. He cried to God. God responded. Life happened. He cried again. As an exercise in grieving what we have lost in this pandemic, I want to invite you to write your own song to God this week. As people of faith, we should be coming out of the pandemic in a different way than everybody else. Not stuffing stuff down, not compartmentalizing it, realizing that crying is a gift from God. The act of lament and crying is modeled all throughout scripture as the natural and healthy way to face disappointment. And maybe, just maybe, this is the gift of God for now. No labels attached. So I wrote mine. I wrote my song. This is mine. I cry to you, O oh God. You respond, not as quickly as Google, but in your time. And God, if I'm being honest, that time is sometimes super frustrating. You are with me, setting my steps, and I feel your presence. And then something happens. The ground does not feel as secure, and it seems like your presence disappears. The betrayal by a friend, the failure at work, the sudden weirdness that I now feel between myself and someone else. The milestone birthday that just meant I am one year older. The loss of dear, dear friends so far away that we couldn't grieve with. I cry to you, O oh God, and you are the one that can help me and deliver me from the grief. Or at least be with me in it. I know you cry with me and gently say to me, cry, my sweet child. You will be okay. May it be so in my life and in yours. Amen.